Yo, BJ Gador with the Weekly BJ Podcast, and this episode is all about building your own home gym. You know my philosophy, being fit is all about consistency, and having a home gym option has been a major key to the consistency I've had over the last several decades. I have not missed a training week since I was 14 years old. I've had ebbs and flows like anyone along the way, but I have found a way to do at least something on a weekly basis for the last several decades, and that's a hallmark of why I look the way I do today and why I've gotten where I am today in terms of a fitness career. So I'm passionate about this, and the home gym is just something that will allow you to be more consistent. I look at my history, and I've probably done at least one workout per week I would not have done otherwise, or at least in full. I may have had to shorten it otherwise because of time commitments or whatever else because of having a home gym option. And think about the way, how much different your body would look if you could do one additional workout per week for 10 years. That's what I'm talking about. You snowball this. And you have to be honest with yourself and know that times will come up, especially when I was living in the north, in Wisconsin, uh, born and raised, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and then I spent a couple years in Pennsylvania for the men's health situation. And winter times, man, it's depressing, it's bleak, it's dark, it's dark by four. And if you are not training right away in the morning, and even then it's like super dark and cold, really it's just like you have very little desire to train. And especially if it's snowing, you don't want to have to like, you know, do your windows and warm up the car. And then before it's a whole process to even get to the gym and you lose a lot of time. There's a lot of opportunity costs. People don't realize when you have to go somewhere else to train. So for me, there even have probably been times where I've gotten twice as many sessions over the course of a week than I would have otherwise because of having the home gym option, the convenience, the accessibility. Now I know a lot of people, I work from home and sometimes, you know, the last thing I want to do is do a workout because I'm, I'm in fitness and my wife doesn't really like to train that much at home historically, but now she does just because of the convenience and the fact that we have a nice backyard gym option and a garage option. So we can kind of indoor, outdoor it. You could even still do a kind of living room situation because we have some dumbbells there and minimal equipment, sliders on carpet, all that stuff. We'll talk about all the equipment I recommend, you know, shortly. But again, I want to talk to you just about the value of the home gym. Like there's no bullshit. There's no distractions. There's no travel time back and forth from the gym. There's no competing for space or equipment. Part of why I don't go to gyms is because I sweat so much. I have hyperhidrosis, which is the condition of excessive sweating. And I just don't feel comfortable sweating all over equipment people will use. I wipe it down and do all that stuff, but it just gets so messy that I am actually, I'm a liability in a gym setting for a lot of reasons, but mainly because I sweat so damn much. And then no stares from strangers or harassment from creepers. As I've evolved in my career, uh, people recognize me actually in gym. So it's one of those things uh, where you know I have this on-camera personality. And again, I'm a nice guy, but I'm not a nice guy in workout settings. I get like very laser focused and intense when I train. I get up my murder face on, I put my headphones on, and then still people will come and talk to me and interrupt me during a workout. Even trainers would do it, which is like, you know, you know this is unacceptable. This is like one of the seven deadly sins of a fitness pro. You don't interrupt someone's set and you don't cut into someone's rest periods because rest periods matter. And again, uh, you look at all that and I don't, I don't come off as a dick and I don't like being bothered and I don't want to make you feel bad. So I just train at home now in my garden of gains in the backyard or my garage of gains in the garage and I've got great options there that make it work. And then that way, when you do see me on the streets or in public, I can be nice to you and you don't get my super intense you know, crazy persona that happens when I train because that, that, again, I get very focused and uh, that just kind of is what it is. There's also no excuses to miss a training session. You're right there, man. Like there's market research on this. It's why location is so important when it comes to 
uh, building a gym or having a boot camp or uh, clientele, if they're more than five minutes away from your gym, whether it be work home, the likelihood that they continue with your program is very small. It's all about convenience, right? You're already asking someone or asking of yourself to do something you don't really want to do, or at least there's other more fun things to do that don't require as much of an effort. So you've got to make it easy on yourself. And even again, if you don't want to you know, uh, train exclusively at home, you can still go to the gym, but just having that home option as a backup in case things come up or there's a snow day or whatever else, it's critical to making this the lifestyle and being consistent with your routines. Just start with bands and belts. Resistance bands and dumbbells are the best place to start. TheDailyBJ.com, the hallmark of what we do there for busy parents and professionals is just, you really need just at least a pair of dumbbells and a single resistance band. And then we use a lot of body weight movements and that can get you, you know, that can get you really far. Obviously, boredom can come if you don't, you know, build out your gym setup. That's part of it too, is people, they don't really invest in their home gym. They just let it get stale. They get a couple cheap things from Target and they call it a day. So, you know, again, to make this a lifestyle, again, part of what, you know, being fit, you start to re- you prioritize, uh, you know, fitness more and you invest in it. And we'll talk about that along the way as well. Because what you do from there is every quarter, every three to four months, just look to add a new piece. And I'll talk about the order in which I recommend adding pieces. And before you know it, in three to five years, you've got the best home gym in your hood. I mean, I didn't start with the stuff you see on videos today. It was a small little den in my three-level condo in Milwaukee that we still own and rent out. And it was just this little den. I had a flat screen TV. I had uh, some dumbbells, some kettlebells, some bands. I had some gymnastics rings. And that was pretty much about it. I think I had a bench too, but that that's how it started. And then again, I had this dream of eventually having an outdoor option. The garage is actually incredible because I get the I get the shelter, but then I have the breeze and I can see the Pacific Ocean and I get you know some sun. It's just a really nice mix. But sometimes I want to go in the backyard and go there and Ultimately, there's some variety and even in the environment, which is important too for your training. And uh, again, you got you to gotta focus on building it out over time, right? And, and making an investment in yourself. That's critical. Uh, you can also get great deals on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace. One of the things you can really focus on too is every Black Friday, you know, those big equipment companies have these crazy Black Friday sales. So you save up and then you try to, you know, stock those sales and, and get some equipment you've had your eyes on for a long time annually. And again, this really adds up. I've got in, in my GorillaCornGains.com membership, we have a private Facebook group and uh, all 50 of our members, I think it's 50, maybe a little bit more, uh, shared their like home gym setup, man. And like some of these dudes have a better gym than I do. Like I'm blown away. Like this one dude, Jonathan Ruga, who's been a fan of my stuff for a long time. Uh, just a great guy. He works... Uh, for Homeland Security, and he's got like he's got three different spaces. There's an outdoor option. There's a garage option. There's there's another spot he has too, and like so much equipment. Like it's stacked on top of each other. He might have to get like storage <laughs> storage space off site for some stuff because he keeps adding pieces. And but again, like it's his passion. That's what he spends his money on. And uh, he gets amazing workouts and he never has a reason to leave. And he's got a better experience at home. Like he's built it out. It's not just making your own equipment, but you can design it to your specifications, play your own music, put some cool uh, photos or posters on the wall. You know, that's where you add your personality to it and you make it like, you know, like some people call it a man cave or you call it, you know, just your, 
it's my fitness sanctuary, right? That's where I go to come up with ideas, design the workouts, do the workouts myself so I can look the part, walk the walk, and all that good stuff. So one thing I'll say before I get into this, uh, the top 10 pieces of equipment you want to get for a home gym, and I think it's pretty much in a chronological order that I would recommend, but ultimately these are the 10 things that I think you want to have the total fitness experience. But all of my gear that you see in my videos, people ask me this all the time, which is why we made this site, so you could just send you to the site and you could see all the gear and get what you want. Garden of Gains, and it's Gains with a Z, damn it, not an S. That's, the nomenclature has changed, all right? Gardenofgains.com, Gains with a Z. You ever spell it with an S, you're off the team. But that's where all my stuff is. So it all starts with dumbbells, all right? You know, it's you need some dead weight into the mix. And with a pair of dumbbells, you can do all the key bodyweight movements that don't require equipment like push-ups, lunges, squats, planks, and then the dumbbells allow you to do the pulling movements like rows, maybe carries, you know, but it gives you the versatility of all those open chain movements like presses, curls, you know, stuff that you can't really do with your body weight unless you're using a suspension trainer or you have access to a pull-up bar or a row bar, which we'll get into later. But, you know, again, my time at Men's Health was very clear. Whenever we did the stuff that killed, it was body weight or dumbbell workouts, right? Because of accessibility. The moment something like a barbell entered into the equation or like, you know, a fancy cable setup or whatever it would be, you know, engagement would drop. And again, now we're targeting less people. So again, the lowest common denominator always seemed to be body weight bands and dumbbells. But again, dumbbells, most guys, I think guys in particular feel, you know, will lean more dumbbells because I think a lot of guys still uh, mistakenly think bands are wimpy movements or just for women. It's not the case. That's my dog uh, scratching himself, by the way. Or is it me scratching myself? It's a possibility. So I like the rubber hex dumbbells. I think they're the most versatile. They won't damage your floors. They have the edges that allow you to do movements on the ground with them, like push-ups or push-up rows, T-push-ups. And uh, that, that's what I'd recommend. And if we're going to get three pairs, which I do recommend having access to because you want some, you want a light, medium, and heavy option. The lighter stuff is more for the super high rep or single joint movements like you know raises, shoulder raises, bicep curls, tricep extensions, all the, all the real light movements or high rep or mind muscle uh, connection focus movements. Medium weights are also key and then heavy weights obviously for you know your heavier work. And again, I do a lot of drop sets with my programs too where I'll do with three pairs of dumbbells, I'll do, you know, let's say a minute with heavy weight, uh, another minute medium weight and then a final minute lightweight and I'll go back to back to back and you can get with drop sets maybe the most time efficient workout ever, right? Because you can get all your muscle fibers, you can blend strength and stamina and uh, you get a lot done in a very short period of time. But again, I see some people, I've had people that have followed programs over the years and, and he's like, ah, oh, this workout's not as hard as it used to be. And it's like, well, what type of weights do you have access to? And he goes, I just, I've used the same pair of 20 pound dumbbells forever. And it's like, no, man, you can't, you can't just use a pair of 20 pound dumbbells indefinitely. Yes, I, I, I show you ways to progress without load or, to make things harder with the same weight or make lighter loads go longer way. And I'll continue to do that as long as I'm doing this because I think that's key for longevity and also accessibility for the average person, the average Joe, the average Jane. But you have to progressively overload as well. You know, load, load also matters. So you can't choose with the same pair of dumbbells, but I'd start with three pairs of rubber hex dumbbells. Let's say that light, and again, a lot of this is based on body size, strength level, uh, fitness level, etc. But, you know, let's say the light pair is about five to 10 pounds. Your medium pair is between 20 and 40 pounds and your heavier pair is anywhere from 50 to 100 pounds. You know, again, all this depends on what you have access to. Obviously, dumbbells can be tough because of shipping cost and, 
everything else, but you know, that's where like local Facebook marketplace or, you know, Craigslist things can be great because you can go pick it up in your car and bring it back. And you can find some pretty good deals on a lot of this stuff uh, and just kind of, you just got to be someone who uh, does the research and and finds the good deals. And the one thing I'll say is if you're going to make this uh, a true investment long-term, invest in an adjustable pair as well. I still have like multiple pairs of rubber hex dumbbells because there's just some things that I like to do with those that work better. They're smaller. Uh, I can do more things in the ground and not risk like worrying about damaging them because adjustable dumbbells really aren't meant for the ground-based stuff as much, even though you can use them for that. But maybe I'm going to drop the bells or do more stuff on the grass or take them with me. I still use those rubber dumbbells a lot. And then I have my adjustable option. And again, it's super uh, time and space efficient. It'll save you a lot of money. Yes, they're expensive. But if you consider, because you know I've got I've actually got both the power block and the Bowflex. I'll talk about which ones I like better um, and the pros and cons to each. But um, I, I, you know, I'll use those sometimes or I'll, I'll mix into the rubber hex dumbbells. But if you look at the cost of getting just all rubber hex dumbbells, like zero, uh, you know, two and a halfs all the way up to hundreds or more, it's a crazy cost and to take up a shit ton of space. So you do have the savings that come with the power blocks and you can adjust those in two and a half pound increments, you can even have those things called plate mates, which are like uh, a quarter or half pound weights you can magnetically put on the sides to kind of give some micro loading between adjustments. And really, you're talking about the ultimate adjustments all the way up. So you, you can do anything you want with that pair of dumbbells. And they have a nice little small stand. And it takes a very small space you can put in the corner of a wall at home, in a garage gym, wherever. I've got a my power blocks in the backyard. I've got my Bowflex down in the garage. And then I have my rubber hex dumbbells I can take with me anywhere. So uh, those are my recommendations in terms of which adjustable dumbbell. So I like the power blocks um, in the sense that they, mine can go up to 125, uh, which is great. And uh, the one thing that that happens when they get really heavy though, is like 125 feels like 150s because they they just keep getting so big that there's added instability that that makes it more difficult to perform, you know, a a rep with the same weight that you would if they were like, you know, true, uh, rubber hacks or just regular dumbbells. So that's one thing to consider. But again, for me, you know, it's, it's, it's not about ego. It's just about, can I get the work I'm trying to get in and and progressively overload and everything else. So it's all relative if you're using the same pair of dumbbells. Um, I I like the handles better because they're more rubber and more comfortable in the hands. Uh, Sometimes, you know, it can be a little bit frustrating with, you know, taking the slider out that adjusts the weights. It can get like caught or stuck, or maybe one goes into one setting and one goes to another. And that can kind of mess you up a little bit. Uh, but they are square, and so you can you can use them pretty comfortably for a lot of stuff on the ground, like you know push ups or push up rows. The Bowflex option I like because I think the dial is a little bit easier to use than the the slit that you adjust in a power block. The handles are not super comfortable though; they they can kind of cause some calluses and they can move on you a little bit if your hands get sweaty. I just find more stability or more comfort with the handle and the power block. Um, and the, and the Bowflex ones also, they, they're, they're even like the 10 pound weights, they're super long and big. So there can be some obstruction and range of motion, et cetera, that you can deal with there that you might want to consider where the power block, they actually, you know, they can, the, the smaller weights are actually significantly smaller. Like the tens are, are, are small. Whereas again, the, the size of the, the Bowflex is pretty much the same. You just keep adding those little wheels as you adjust it. Again, that might not make sense, but if you've used it or you see it online, it'll, you'll know what I mean. Again, I like them both. I have them both. I would probably go with the power block if I if I had to choose one. So 
just consider that. But they're both great options, and I think a lot, a lot of it's uh, – oh, the one thing I'll say about the Bowflex too, you can actually do like uh, you know a dumbbell pullover where you kind of – think about that Jay-Z Hova, that triangle sign you make with your hands, and you can then do pullovers by holding one part of the bell. You can actually do those with the Bowflex adjustable dumbbells. You can't do it with the power block. So again, pros and cons, I think they're both great. But ultimately, uh, you know, just you can start with three pairs of those light, medium, heavy rubber hex dumbbells. And then eventually, if, you, if it's working for you and you want to make it a long-term investment, get a pair of adjustables. Kettlebells. Now, many will say, oh, no, no need for a kettlebell if I have dumbbells. But really, the, the value of a kettlebell is the offset load created by the handle and then the cannon weight, cannon-shaped weight that is on the other end of that unit creates a pendulum effect, which actually allows for cleaner, crisper swings like dumbbell swings just don't make a lot of sense unless you're doing skier swings in my opinion which you have your feet close together and then you hold weights outside of your thighs and it actually makes it so that you don't have to you can't really squat too much which is good because a swing is more of a hinge it's more of a hip movement so it kind of auto corrects your form and it's actually great i think for that pattern but if you do it like the between the leg swing option it doesn't feel right i've seen some people hold like one side of the dumbbell but it can, it can slip and fly and kill someone or break something so again, just you're going to have to invest in a kettlebell at some point if a home gym is going to be a serious thing for you. And it is the best way to do the, the, the swings and also like the Olympic lift variations like uh, you know snatches, cleans, press, push presses. It just feels really smooth and dynamic. And again, it's because of the fact that an offset load just allows that pendulum, that, that natural swing um, and fluid motion that you don't really get as much with dumbbells. So you're going to want both. I would recommend, again, three options. I always love light, medium, heavy options for all my loaded stuff. So light would be about 8 to 12 kgs. And that can, again, no matter how strong you get, like, you know, bottoms up, presses where you, you're holding the handle and the, the, the bell is pointed up to the sky, the cannon bell is up to the sky. That, that feels super tough with even an 8 to 12 kg, especially for higher reps or slow tempos. And uh, you'll obviously use lighter weights for more of the upper body stuff and heavier weights for more of the lower body stuff or you know, where you're stronger. Uh, medium low would be about 16 to 24 kg. And then a heavy would be about 32 to 48 kg. Again, all based on strength level experience, etc. But you want those options in place. And again, allows for drop sets, allows for higher rep work, lower rep work, medium rep work, everything in between. My preferred kettlebell vendor is Kettlebell Kings. Again, all my stuff is at gardenofgames.com. I, I just like the shape of the bell, long handle, and they've got different options based on what you're looking to get out of your kettlebell. But uh, those are the ones that I've liked the most that... Uh, I think are the right size. Uh, the handle's big enough, especially for bigger hands, and it's not going to overly develop calluses, which can be a big issue with kettlebell training. So that's my recommendation there. Now, bands. You see me use bands. It's not just because I know people uh, like the workouts or it's really accessible, but uh, it's super effective. It, it needs to be a part of your arsenal because you know dumbbells and kettlebells are dead weights, and bands are they are actually it's a dynamic variable resistance where. The more the band stretches, the more resistance you get. It also functions just like a muscle does. The pliability, the elasticity of your muscles, like as you stretch it, it kind of pops back. There's this kind of plyometric effect to it. So if you consider your bands just like your muscles, it's a tool that can really enhance uh, neuromuscular development. And I think it's a critical part of training. Also the most portable and convenient. You know, when I'm traveling, bands always come with me. You know, I'll bring... Uh, a light, medium, heavy band, and it can I can always get a workout in no matter where I'm at, and uh, it's just a staple of my training, especially for you know uh, high rep metabolic work or trying to get more pump and burn style stuff. 
uh, you, it, those tend to be more consu- bands tend to be more conducive for that than dead weight stuff in some cases. Or, but again, you, you want to mix it up and different strokes for different folks. It's it, you know, bands and dead weight I think are the best of both worlds, and you want it. They're easy on the joints, and again, provide peak tension and peak contraction. So uh, you know that that's something that um, you know with dumbbells, just a different what they call strength curve, where whereby you know the the heart like where the hardest part of the movement is. Like if you look at a bicep curl. Hardest part of the movement is right around that 90 degree flexion of the elbow. And then once you get above that, you're good. But with band bicep curls, the hardest part is at the top because that's when the band is most stretched and you get the most tension. So again, it, it's a different stimulus, uh, different speed of movement, different different options, right? I love uh, my, my boy, the band man, Dave Schmitz. Uh, he, he's the guy I go to for all my free bands. I, I recommend the gym to go or total fitness package. That's an amazing place to start. And I've had... I've had some of his bands for over a decade, and they they're still in good repair. So the last, um, and, but you know, there's wear and tear to all your equipment. But you really want to get the bands. I also use um, for mini bands. I like the Hip Halo, which is just uh, I think I've found to be the most comfortable and smooth option for mini band training. Mini mini band for, for the lower body at least, because uh, it just it has like a special foam that. Just sticks to the leg better. It doesn't cause any of the pinching or ripping of your hairs that a lot of the mini bands will, but it won't work for your upper body stuff. So you can get from the RBT recommendation I make at gardenofgames.com. They have these dynamic stabilizers that are good because you need also a lighter option that you can wrap around your wrist for the upper body work or shoulder work. And uh, heavier stuff can be applied for the lower body work. But I, for the lower body option, I like the hip halo. I also like the crossover tri- uh, crossover symmetry setup, which you can wall mount on the studs of a garage uh, seat wall you could, or a gym wall. You can also mount them to power rack rails. And basically, it creates essentially what is a cable setup. You can attach high, medium, low. And uh, I like the fact that they're, you know, they actually have these incremental preset loaded options with handles on them. I use those a lot, but those are the basic band setups I use. And you can see all that at gardenofgains.com. You're going to want to get bands. Trust me, uh, they're, they're great for home and travel. You can't take your dumbbells or kettlebells with you unless you're driving somewhere. And even then it's like that can damage the car and it just becomes you know dead weight that's eating up gas. But you know bands go real well through TSA and uh, it's a staple of my training over the years and in all my programs, both at thedailybeja.com and at gorillacorngains.com. So, uh, you know, both the big continuously loop bands, the mini bands, and then I also like the crossover symmetry stuff, which is great for, you know, a lot of the scapular shoulder work, upper mid back, uh, great for bulletproofing the shoulders. So I use a mix of all that stuff. Those are the th- first three, dumbbells, kettlebells, bands. Now we're on four adjustable aerobic steps with risers. This was a staple of my boot camp workouts because I quickly realized that, you know, we're doing mostly bodyweight stuff or at least body weight is a part of every single workout I make, bodyweight movements, and it's just an ideal way to progress, regress the bodyweight movements, right? You look at a push-up. Instead of doing push-ups on the knees, let's elevate the hands, keep the core engagement, and just set you up on having your hands on a box of an appropriate height that allows you to do the movement safely, effectively, and then we just slowly remove, the, remove a riser at a time until you get to the floor over time. So it's just a really smart way to train, and you can, for push-ups, hip thrusts or glute bridges, step-ups, Bulgarian split squats, and burpees in particular. The best way to do burpees, in my opinion, is off of a low box step because, again, you can put yourself in a range of motion that's safe and effective and still get the metabolic cardio fat loss effects without risk of injury or the joint stress or being in bad positions. 
So it's critical. Also, you can take that low box off the risers for a lot of low box cardio drills that are really low impact, uh, but high return from a metabolic and uh, power training standpoint, like things where you're doing toe taps or runners, a lot of really cool stuff on the floor that you probably have seen in past videos I've used, but it's just a staple. It's affordable. It's convenient. And you can move them inside, outside quickly. They're, they're also pretty good to travel if you want to do an outdoor workout or you're someone who's in fitness that films stuff. If you have a gym, like you, you want to have probably three to five sets of aerobic steps with risers because you can do it as a, a station and a circuit or for your personal training, semi-private training clients. It's a game changer. It's just, I know it looks flimsy or you think it's like Jane Fonda 80s aerobics, but I mean, aerobic steps uh, were a game changer for my boot camp, my metabolic boot camp workouts when I had a gym, and I still use them to this day. And, uh, you know, you can change body angles, and it just, it's a really cool way to, you know, make body weight training accessible to people of all fitness levels. Number five, an adjustable incline bench. Like, you know, now, certainly you could use the aerobic steps for, I mean, you can do presses off of them and, and rows in some cases. But especially when you're really strong and heavy, and if you're a big person and using heavy weights, at some point you want a heavier duty bench just for safety. And you also want one that can adjust, like an adjustable incline. If it can go all the way upright to all the incline options, like 60, 45, 30, flat, and then even decline, you know, that's going to give you the best of all the angles you can access on your dumbbell movements for complete muscle building development. Probably more important from a muscle gain standpoint, not as important for fat loss. You know, all the angles are more about a complete muscular development than anything else. But even for fat loss workouts, an adjustable incline bench is great. I don't have one that I would really feel comfortable recommending at this point. Uh, I've got one from Bowflex. That's okay. But, you know, again, I, I will only recommend something that I like, I really like. Otherwise, I'll just say find one that works for you and try to get all the angles. And uh, it's a great option to have. But again, you can modify like there are situations like in home workouts, you can even use an ottoman in place of a bench. You know, um, so you can get creative, but again, it's how budget do you want to get. And again, once you get really strong and advanced, you'll you'll want a sturdy incline bench that's adjustable to cover all your bases. Now, the thing about bodyweight training, it actually does require some equipment, like true bodyweight training, right? If you want to do dips and rows and pull-ups. So at some point, you're going to want to get row dip bars, and there's a difference between like the parallel bar options, which are higher off the ground to do full range of motion roll rows and dips, and then the parallettes, which are like essentially push-up handles that can allow you to extend the range of motion and push-ups. And also, you can also hold it with a neutral grip for your wrist, which is easier on the wrist, allows more range of motion than you would if your hands are on the floor. So those are nice options. And we recommend the Libert equalizers that you can find at gardenofgains.com. Uh, also, with all the stuff I'm recommending, there are typically some coupon codes associated uh, with these particular products where you can get some savings if you want. Not all of them, but but many of them. So just be sure to check out gardenofgains.com. But uh, you know what I like about those Libert bars is that they're very portable. They're lightweight, but I, I even do some like I've done 100-pound dips, 100-pound uh, weight fest or chains added dips, no problem. Uh, they're very sturdy. And I go with the taller option because I'm 6'2", and I, it allows me to get you know full range of motion on rows if I'm using those. Pull-up bar, right? I mean, if you want to really get strong. Like to me, the pull-up is, I, I treat the pull-up like a deadlift for building the back. And the beauty of it is it does, doesn't compress the spine. It actually decompresses the spine. It lengthens the body. It's great for health. And worst case scenario, if you can't get a pull-up, you you just don't go up and then you come back down. If you miss a deadlift, you can, you can snap your back. You can really hurt yourself. So again, longevity, safety, and uh, you get the, the more mobility and, and health benefits, in my opinion, with a pull-up. 
And you can go with a freestanding pull-up unit. Many of you have seen that in my book, uh, Your Body is Your Barbell, that you can get on Amazon if those for those interested. Coming on my four-year, actually, is it? Yeah, it is four. Four-year anniversary of that book. Or is it five? I forget. Five, actually. Yeah. So it's been around for five years. Still sells well. And and all the many of the photos you see me using this adjustable pull-up stand, which is great because you actually it comes in a bag and you can take it out and assemble either a row bar, dip bar, or a taller pull-up bar option in a couple minutes. So you can break it down in a couple minutes, take it inside, outside. It's been a staple of my videos, especially when I was in more limited setups. Uh, that link is at, I think it's like three to 400 bucks, but it's a great investment. You can also go with a classic doorway pull-up bar. I, I had one when I was in my, when I had to convert our master bedroom in Allentown, Pennsylvania, after I left Men's Health and had to stay back for another year before we moved here to Malibu, California. You know, I used a, a triple, I think it's called triple door gym pull-up bar. It has a dip bar option with it too, but that's where I was doing my pull-ups. Um, and then now I, I, I do them, I've got a wall-mounted pull-up bar in my garage gym and in my backyard here to my pure motion rack I've got a pull-up bar option there so if you build out to a rack you know eventually you just add a, add a pull-up option to the rig and you make it work that way but initially because I was doing you know indoor outdoor videos and when I was filming videos for my uh, company for those that have followed me for long years you remember stream fit that was the pull-up bar you would see in those videos it's what you see in my book and uh, that's a great option as well um, a little more expensive like Dory pull-up bars you can get on Amazon for like you know, 30 to 50 bucks. Um, so you can start there and then look to either get the freestanding unit or eventually get the, the pull-up bar to the rack, which is more stable. The freestanding unit has a little bit of sway to it. It's stable, but it actually has a greater um, stability demand. So just consider that. Number eight would be gymnastics rings or a suspension trainer of some sort. It's an essential bodyweight training device. You know, many people use the TRX. Uh, I like the Pure Motion one the best. Because the Pure Motion one has like a shock absorber built into it, which takes some stress off the joints. You can interchange multiple handle, handle options like a sling, a gymnastics ring, a classic handle. Also has independent limb action where you can do, you know, one side at a time exercises that you can't do on a TRX. But many people like this, the, the TRX. So again, I, I have both. I use both. Um, you can get 10% off the Pure Motion AirFit uh, at GardenOfGains.com. But uh, and, and there's door anchor options too that you can actually put into a door at home or even hotels. When I travel, sometimes I'll I'll put the suspension suspension trainer option into the hotel. Gymnastics rings are great, but the one thing about gymnastics rings is that you can't you know put your feet in them like you can with the TRX or Pure Motion option for like you know uh, things like uh, suspended leg curls or, or lunges, split squats, whatever you want to call them. Uh, you know that is something to consider there too, but. Again, an essential device. Uh, it really like rounds out your body weight training, and again, you get uh, a lot of the instability that can really uh, bulletproof the joints and create more muscle activation. So I'd, I'd recommend it, and I think it's a great option. By the way, for pull-ups and rows, if you have like a Smith machine or a power rack, you can also take a barbell and put it at waist height to do your rows, your inverted rows, and put it at chest height to do your pull-ups. And uh, I do a lot of self-assisted pull-ups for time and retention, high rep stuff where my feet are on the ground and I just assist only as much as I need with my feet to, to keep the reps in motion. So that's an option as well. Uh, land. Oh, by the way, before I get to the landmine, sliders are actually a part of bodyweight training too. Like, and you can, I recommend the SKLZ sliders you can find at gardenofgains.com and essentially it just use the sliding surface like a carpet or turf 
to do things like sliding leg curls, sliding lunges, uh, slide outs for your abs, uh, alternating single arm sliding push-ups. So many options that are uh, great for home and travel workouts. It works great in hotel carpets. They're easy to travel with. And you can even, you know, if you wanted to go super budget, you can go paper plates or socks or towels on a wooden floor or even go furniture sliders. But the SKLZ are just larger and more conducive for the movements where your hands and feet will be on them. So those are great options as well. And those are very affordable and again, super portable, convenient, accessible. The landmine is pretty much the only barbell shit I do these days. Uh, I think it's the safest way to use barbell to access barbell movements. And you get also unique force factors you can't get with, with classic barbell setups, you know, diagonal patterns, and you get on your feet more and uh, you get to do more unilateral stuff that's great for core and uh, symmetry development. I'm just a huge advocate of it. And uh, basically a landmine is you take one end of a barbell, you put it into a corner of a wall or a a pre-constructed landmine post and use the other end to hold on to to do movements with like presses or squats or lunges or rows. And you probably see me use them on social media or my past workout programs. Uh, that's the only, that that's the only real, like for most people, barbell option for home training is a landmine. And, uh, you can also take a landmine. If you don't have a corner of a wall access, you can take that. Usually there's a, a post that you can actually just put into like two 45 pound weight plates and then that holds it in place and you can use it off of that. So there's lots of options that way, but I will, I'll tell you what's revolution, revolutionized my landmine training is the pure motion landmine attachments. There's uh you've seen me use like, there's one in particular I just, you have to get, it's only like a hundred bucks, but it'll just be a game changer for you. It's this uh, attachment you put on one end of the barbell. You can still load the plates on, but it, it's basically this orange extension. There's also a black color, I believe that you screw on to the other end of the barbell after you've loaded up the plates. And then you, it's, it allows for just really easy gripping. A lot of times you have small hands. Um, it's really hard to grab that thick other end of the barbell and that becomes a limiting factor. And if you want to train your grip, that's great. But if you want to do like explosive movements or higher rep, longer time under tension stuff, it can get in the way of that. You also get with, because it's uh, this attachment, you get some more space and separation from the bar and the plates for more range of motion, more versatility, Trust me, it's a game changer. You'll see it at gardenofgains.com and you can get 10% off on all Pure Motion landmine attachments and all their products with my coupon code THEDAILYBJ, which is noted at gardenofgains.com. But you'll see me using that stuff a lot. They have a clean and jerk attachment. They have uh, a wishbone, which is like a is like these pads and you can put it on your shoulders and do squats and lunges with it. It functions like one of those lever machines you see in the gym without having to get like a a several thousand dollar piece of equipment that takes up a lot of space and you can't move. This is something you can easily just attach to the other end of the barbell and do stuff with. There's an Omega, which is shaped like an Omega and allows you to hold the handles to do some really cool core twist and rotation movements. And then you'll obviously want to get plates to, to use for that landmine. And I love, if I'd recommend a pair of plates, rubber coated and uh, it'll have gripping handles on the ends because I still will use weight plates for, I've been using a lot lately. I'd love it for shoulder work is bottoms up presses with plates. So I'm holding the handle, but uh, the plates, uh, you know, bottoms up or upside down, whatever you want to call it, it's vertically oriented. So much like with a bottoms up kettlebell press, but I just like the plates better because, you know, it just, uh, I find sometimes with the kettlebells, it's too slippery for me. So I, I, I've been doing them like that, the bottoms up overhead presses, crazy time and retention, great for shoulder stability and core activation. And uh, so again, I, I look at the plates, not just as something you can load onto your landmine barbell setup, but tools you can use also in your own training. You've seen me post 
whole body workouts or muscle building workouts just using plates too. So they're, they're a great option to mix into your dead weight game. And uh, again, my recommendation will be at gardenofgains.com. Number 10, before I get into the honorable mentions or the more obscure stuff that's more accessory based, the Airdyne fan bike. You need a fan bike of some sort. It's the safest way to do cardio, H-I-I-T, or high-intensity interval training. You know, I love to get good cardio workouts, you want to work a lot of your body. The issue with things like sprinting is that it can be very uh, high stress in the joints, a little more skill-based, and then, you know, people can get injured sometimes or they can't really push themselves as hard as they would like because it becomes more of a structural limitation than just uh, a cardio metabolic. On a fan bike, it's super safe. You can absolutely crush yourself without any impact on the joints. And it's one of those things, too, where the harder you push, the more resistance you get back. So it's a nice auto-regulated setup. It's a hallmark um, of my conditioning and has been over the years. And that's where I recommend no matter how fit you are. Again, just because you know pushing yourself in intervals is already hard as it is, we want to focus more on longevity and uh, you need fast-paced movements that really allow you to elevate the heart rate with as low impact as possible. So you can do it more often and not risk recovery or uh, impairing recovery or causing injury. And the fan bike is awesome too because it has arm and leg options. So it becomes whole body. You can modify it with a spin bike, but uh, again, it makes a huge difference. You can get your arms involved. And again, it's, it becomes whole body based and just incredible. I like the Airdyne because it's the smoothest ride of all the ones I've tried. I've tried the Assault bike. I've tried older Airdyne models, but the latest Airdyne model that you'll see at gardenofgains.com and I actually have a product review video where I show it and all the, the versatility and usage that I that I will have with it. It has multiple gripping options too. And you can even do arms only if you have a lower body injury. You can do legs only if you just want to get more of a leg blast. And obviously you can go arms and legs. And uh, the gripping options are cool too because you can get different pulling patterns and everything else. So th- that that to me is like your conditioning option. It, it's very space efficient. You can It's movable. You can pick it up. You can roll it. So there's just a ton of options there. And sometimes when I'm super short on time and I have no energy or I don't want to do an extended warm-up, I can get on there and do like, you know, 10 seconds on, 50 seconds off for 10 to 20 rounds, maybe up to 30 if I'm really, you know, trying to kill myself. And again, it's just a safe, effective way to get a quick 10, 20 or 30 minute whole body workout that's, you know, cardio metabolic intensive. So just consider that. Honorable mentions, med balls. Those are nice things to have in place for a lot of the rotational core stuff. And you want to mix of both the bouncing balls and the uh, slam ball option, right? Because the bouncing balls are good for more like higher turnover, like trying to string together a lot of reps, where the slam ball is all about, you know, max power and the ball doesn't bounce back at you to risk injury, right? If you're trying to do like max slams, you don't want that ball coming back at you. So that's the benefit of having the slam ball to mix in. Uh, in general, you, you, you know, you, you only really need like, probably two medicine balls in the beginning, you know, one that's about five or 10 pounds and maybe one that's 10 to 20, a light and heavy option. But usually you don't need to go any higher than 20. A lot of people will do like, they'll say they're doing plyo or explosive stuff and they're using like a 40 pound medicine ball. Unless you're the mountain from the Game of Thrones, that's that's really not a speed movement. It becomes just a grinding strength movement really. So in most cases too, um, I know a great fitness pro named Jeremy Shore, who uh, has been a long time, you know, master trainer for Dynamax, that those those original like padded large medicine balls you see at most CrossFit gyms or most gyms in general, you know, they don't recommend most people go any higher than 10 because again, you, you lose the velocity benefits. And again, uh, you know, so many options there, but I, w- I would get a mix of, 
you're technically not, technically not supposed to slam those. So, you know, you can get a slam ball and then you can get your Dynamax balls. They don't, they bounce a little bit, but um, those rubber bouncing balls are also good to add to the mix. Again, it's just, you know, it's one of those things. You like the versatility of the bouncing, non-bouncing options, the padded option that you can also throw into the wall without damaging your stuff. And then the true slam ball where it's just like you can really develop pure power and then get a reset between reps. The sand dune stepper. You probably have seen me use this on social media in my programs. It's a purple pad that basically mimics sand by like this proprietary foam they've built into it. And uh, initially people are like, oh my God, it's $250. It's so expensive. Who do you think I am? And then they, anybody who's gotten is like, BJ, you were so right. This is well worth it. It's super durable. It's super versatile. It's great for strengthening the feet, the toes, improving ankle mobility, increasing stabilization and muscle activation and all lower body movements. By putting your feet on it, I use it a lot for calf raises with going barefoot. I do a lot of barefoot lower body stuff on it to, again, get more muscle activation, increase stability, and going barefoot will just allow you to get more benefits because of the fact that, you know, you can really strengthen the feet, engage the feet, and the shoes kind of make your feet dumb. But I also even do some, like, core stuff on there. It's great for mobility work and stretching as a pad. It's just something that um, has become a staple in my training that I think I really like. And, again, you get it. Uh, one or two of them for 250 to 500 bucks, but it'll be a long-term investment. I think you'll really enjoy it. Again, not essential, but again, this is what I use. Sandbags are also great. I don't use too much sandbag stuff because a lot of people just don't have them, right? So it's I have to consider that when I create stuff. But uh, my recommended sandbags that are super durable are, are at gardenofgains.com. And sandbags are just cool because they allow you to create this instability. You know, uh, the shifting of the sand... Uh, makes lighter loads go a longer way. You get more muscle activation, particularly more core activation. It's a great tool. I also love flywheel stuff. You'll see me sometimes using either what's called the K-Box or the K-Pulley from a company called Eccentric. And a flywheel is unique in the sense, so these are expensive pieces, by the way. But um, some of my favorite movements, especially for pulling, are on those devices because the faster you pull, the faster it pulls back on you. So it actually eccentrically overloads uh, on that negative phase which uh, creates a really great stretch and great for uh, performance, athleticism, and also, uh, you know, good for hypertrophy or muscle gain because of that added eccentric stress. You can see videos of that on my social media. Now, Concept2 has like a skier and a rower. If I had to pick one, I would go skier, which is basically like, uh, it's a standing unit that you pull down in the straps. You've seen it. If you follow any CrossFit stuff, they do that all the time. And I like the skier over the rower. I don't like doing... The only thing I like to do seated is, is the fan bike, and I don't like to do it, but it's it's comfortable enough, and you know, because again, we're, we're seated most of the day, and you want to avoid long bouts of sitting for your cardio. Um, so I like to get on my feet with the, with the ski erg, and I can also change stances, go split. I can do. There's a lot more versatility on the ski erg, in my opinion. But some people like the rower, so that would be like the second best cardio option if you're going to cardio machine. But I'd still lean on Airdyne. Fat grips are also great. It's a way to make lighter loads go a longer way, get more grip and forearm development. It also will allow you to, uh, you know, uh, I, I put them even on the pull-up handles or dip handles. I love them for dips because the fat grips on the dips actually alleviates elbow stress and improves arm, arm activation. They're, they're very affordable and, and uh, they can also prevent you know, wear and tear in the hands and calluses and such. So I'm a big fan of those. A new addition recently, something called Angles 90 which you can attach to pull-up bars or cable or bands, some band setups. And it just like, it actually creates the ergonomically friendly, uh, like one part of a gymnastics ring handle that kind of 
curved angle, which is very easy on the wrist, the hands. Uh, some people that have elbow stress from things like pull-ups or, or even rows, uh, you'll get some benefit from that. I really like it. You can see it at, at the site. Uh, some of my Gorilla Corns have gotten them and really enjoy them. Uh, boxing. Uh, many of you know I've, I've started learning to box from a pro, and uh, it's like the hallmark of my conditioning now. Pretty much it's, it's mainly boxing and then some aerodyne that I do my conditioning with. But uh, I like what's called an aqua bag, which is basically uh, a punching bag, and they come a variety of sizes. But you fill them with water, and basically it's it's much easier on all of your joints, particularly also on your hands. Your hands can get beat up with a lot of uh, heavy bag punching. And uh, I use that a ton. You can hang it from any ceiling that is structurally sound. I also have something called the Focus Master, which is more expensive and a beast to put together, by the way. But they sent me one, and you see me using it. It's basically like this adjustable target for, for punching uh, where you put like these mitts and you can do jabs, hooks. Uh, you can change levels up and down. You can put multiple on to do combos. It's pretty awesome if, you, if you're into MMA or striking or boxing. And then I guess the last thing I'll mention that I use a lot because I'm a member of Team No Calves or Team High Calves, whatever you want to say, um, is the seated calf raise machine. I still think that the seated calf raise is, is the best way and the only way really if you want to develop your lower calf soleus. It's also great for ankle mobility. And I got a really cool option that's been pretty uh, stable and durable for me at Amazon. So, uh, and, and you can see the one I have, the unit I use at gardenofgains.com. But uh, again, like the way this all begins is you start with a couple pieces. Like I said, it, it's all about body weight bands and dumbbells in the beginning. Every three to four months, you add, look at a new piece, you save up for it. You look at Facebook Marketplace, you look at Craigslist, you, you, wait for the, you save up for the Black Friday sales. And then again, you keep adding. And then before you know it, you have the best gym in your hood and you've got no excuses not to get in a workout. And this has been key to me to being consistent long-term. I think you'll find the same to make it a lifestyle. And again, the cool thing is there's nothing cooler than actually building out your own home gym and having your own tunes and having cool design or the right color schemes. Like I have some of my Gorilla Corns that have like spray painted. They have like a blue theme and he, uh, he spray, uh, Ray Ramos actually spray painted all of his gear blue and it, it's pretty cool. Again, you can have a lot of fun with it. You don't have to go that far with it, but you know, it is pretty cool when you have something of your own and you'll, you'll take a lot of pride in it beyond the fact that it's going to help you get your workouts in uh, in a very convenient and accessible way and save you a lot of time, it's yours. No one fucks with it. You're not renting space. You're making it happen, and that's a key part of making it a lifestyle. But regardless, just at least get bands, bells, and body weights. If you find yourself in a pinch, you find yourself in a snow day, you find yourself with just 10 to 20 minutes total to get something in, you don't waste it going to a gym. You get it done, and then you can get on with your life and, and be consistent with your workouts. All my gears at GardenOfGains.com. If you found this helpful... By the way, all the links are in the show notes, gardenofgains.com. Please, a five-star rating and review is key and help us reach more good people like you. And again, as I keep building this out and I see more, more downloads, more, more listeners, I'll keep putting more into this so it'll help everyone if you can help me spread the word and uh, do me that solid. So again, go to gardenofgains.com. Please invest in Home Gym. It'll be a game changer for you. Trust me, it hasn't been just for me. But all the people that are members of my sites at thedailybj.com and gorillacorngains.com, you know, uh, they, they've, that's what I'm most proud of. I've gotten people to like create incredible fitness sanctuaries for themselves that, you know, basically make it um, excuse free and, and it becomes a lifestyle for them. And, and then I know it's not just like I didn't help them just lose 10 pounds in, in, in 10 weeks. I, I've helped them change their life and fitness has become a part of their life. And I really want that for you because 
that, that's what this is all about, man. Like I want you to move well and I want a quality of life for you. And I, I, I want you to experience the benefits I've had in that, you know, it's changed my life. It's opened up doors to pretty much everything I'm doing today, the way I live. And, uh, it just honestly, like, I think it sucks to have to go somewhere else to get in a workout. Um, at least all the time, right? That's why I just have hope gym option as a backup and maybe, uh, you know, sooner than later, you might find that shit, I'm just going to do it at home and build something incredible over time. And, uh, you know, if you ever post your home gym, you know, tag me or I'd love to see what it looks like. It's, it's pretty, pretty cool process. All right, guys, hope this helps. It's a question I get a lot. We, people ask all the time about the equipment I'm using. Go to gardenofgains.com to see it. And we'll see you next time with another episode. Peace.